Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. Hey, it's Rebecca, and on today's episode of A Healthy Bite, I am going to tell you all about how I went from a standard American diet to a vegetarian diet. And then in part two of this podcast, I'm going to tell you about how I transitioned from being a vegetarian to a raw vegan lifestyle. And you're going to want to stick around to the end of this podcast, because at the end, I'm going to tell you some of the red flags that you can be looking for if you are following a raw vegan diet or really any other extreme type of diet. I'm definitely not um, putting this podcast out there um, as an affront to anyone who does follow the raw vegan lifestyle. Instead, I just would like it to be considered a warning to proceed with caution. Uh, Because, you know, that's fine if you choose to follow a vegan lifestyle or even a raw vegan lifestyle. There are uh, benefits to doing this for a certain time, but I do want to talk about some of the red flags that you could be looking out for so that you don't end up with some of the problems that I created by ignoring these red flags in my journey as a raw vegan. And so it started out about 17 or 18 years ago when my oldest son was diagnosed um, with spectrum disorder. And shortly after he was diagnosed, I ended up with a kidney stone. I will spare you the horrifying details about the kidney stone, but let me just say that at the end of this, after I had a surgery to have the kidney stone removed and after I was the victim of a doctor and nurse error, I decided that I would do everything possible to avoid ever putting myself in that position again. You know, I did not, I did not want to end up with another kidney stone. And when my urologist said to me at my last appointment, well, I'll see you soon, or I'll see you again sometime or something like that. I looked him in the eye and I said, no, (laughs) whatever people can do to avoid kidney stones, I will do it. And I don't plan to ever see you again. And it was nothing personal. It was just that it was the most traumatic experience. And if you've had a kidney stone, you know what I mean. If you've had a surgery for kidney stone, you know what I'm talking about. So after my son was diagnosed and after I had this kidney stone, I began to do a lot of research, research about healthy eating, different styles of healthy eating. And it was at this point that I came across a book called Natural Cures They Don't Want You to Know About. And possibly I bought this book as um, hoping to find a cure for my kidney stone. At this time, I was probably eating things like taco kits uh, from the supermarket shelf and Lunchables and PBJ. PBJ sandwiches, um, and just fast food restaurants, uh, the standard American diet that everyone eats. I grew up eating a lot of sugar. I had a very, very strong sweet tooth. And so I did have a weakened immune system as a child. I had strep throat and tonsillitis a lot. I had my tonsils removed as a child. 
And so I, I wouldn't say I was the healthiest person, but I was slender and I really didn't have a lot of pressing problems, really none that I can think of. I had had four healthy pregnancies and I, you know, I was doing fine. So I thought until I got the kidney stone. And so at this point, I decided that I would start researching and I would do all of the healthy things. And at the same time, I was coming across a lot of uh, materials about how a change in diet can help uh, children on the spectrum. And so it was my plan to implement a dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, processed food-free, dye-free diet for my son. And to be honest, it really did make a big difference. And I can go into that more later, but I want to talk more about my journey from a standard American diet to being more of a vegetarian and then on to raw veganism. So in this book, Natural Cures They Don't Want You to Know About, there was a recipe for a prescription salad. And the salad had basically everything, every vegetable you can think of. It had, you know, purple cabbage and it just had everything, red onions and cherry tomatoes. And it had some nuts and seeds and probably some kale. And it it really had every possible vegetable. And it had a homemade salad dressing with a apple cider vinegar base. And I'm sure that my children ranging from sixth grade down to a kindergartner were probably appalled when I insisted that they ate at least three bites before they leave the table. And being a very stubborn and all or nothing person, when I said (laughs) you have to eat three bites, I meant it. And looking back, I would probably choose a softer approach with my children. But at the time, I thought this was best for them. We had been we had already been eating French fries and um, frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, literally frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Who, who is so busy they can't take time to make a fresh PBJ? But anyhow, that was my standard American diet. And this is the first thing that I did to transition us into eating more vegetables, more fresh, fresh uh, vegetables and fruits. And so that lasted a little while. Uh, at the first thing, like I said, was the salad. And that was something that we ate on a daily basis. I made the same salad day after day. And my children probably did start to get tired of that. And so I realized at this point that I really do like cooking with fresh produce. And so I would often go to the bookstore. And as my children were looking for their book selection, I would wander over into the cookbook section. And it was around two or three months into my salad a day lifestyle that I came across a book by Natalia Rose. This book was called The Raw Food Detox Diet. And it was not a 100% raw food diet cookbook, but rather a guide into how to detox using a raw food approach. And so I decided to implement this into our lifestyle. I started experimenting with different types of salad dressings and different types of vegetable dishes. And I won't say that my children enjoyed this process very much, but they did start to get used to eating more fresh vegetables and fruits and less dairy products, less grain products and less sugar. And so I started making some raw food desserts. I started experimenting with juicing and green smoothies. And 
as I learned more about raw food, I started buying raw food cookbooks. And let's face it, some of these raw food cookbooks are absolutely gorgeous. The photos inside of them are absolutely stunning. And so I was completely drawn into this raw vegan lifestyle. And in some ways, you can um, look back 17 years ago and see where there were some kind of people in this movement that almost had a cult-like approach. Um, there was a, a couple that I followed who were very, very into eating a raw vegan diet, and they had a blog, and they shared recipes uh, where you made kind of this imitation dish out of nuts instead of meat and the nuts were uncooked like they weren't roasted they were raw cashews or raw almonds and being that we lived in Florida at the time I did have access to a lot a, a huge variety of raw vegetables fruits nuts and seeds because we were part of a community supported agriculture group we grew our own tomatoes and uh basil and all these different um, spinach and herbs and things that we could incorporate into our daily diet. So I was basically having a juice first thing in the morning and then I was eating a green smoothie and then I was having a salad and possibly for dinner I would have some vegetables with um, various nuts and seeds you know made into a meat-like formula. Um, so this was kind of my diet for a couple of years and my children ate a lot of this as well and we lived on a 10 acre ranch and so we were outside getting lots of sunshine and we really had access to a lot of good organic food and so it seems like at this time I was doing everything right and when I started having some problems some of these red flags that I now see I was just told that, oh, my body was detoxing, or if I wasn't detoxing, sometimes I was told that I wasn't following the raw food diet closely enough. Although, to be honest, I don't think I could have followed it any more precisely. I'm a very all or nothing person. We had a dehydrator, but I made sure that I never even dehydrated anything above a certain certain temperature so that I could still consider that food to be a raw food. So around this time, I got pregnant with my fifth child and everything was okay for the first few months, but around the fifth month of my pregnancy, I started to experience extreme fatigue. I'm not talking about needing to take a nap. I'm talking about can't walk from the living room to the bathroom, can't sit upright for more than a few hours. And so we talked to my midwife and she recommended a doctor who practiced the Hallelujah Acres diet and helped a lot of cancer patients at this time. And so I went to see him and he uh, suggested he tested me and we found out that I had pernicious anemia and pernicious anemia is a condition where you have a decrease in red blood cells. And this occurs when the intestines can't properly absorb vitamin B12. Well, 
to be honest, my body wasn't absorbing anything properly at this time. My stomach had sort of gotten lazy. Uh, so I had an acid test done where I swallowed a little transmitter inside of a capsule. And this, this test showed that my stomach was not producing enough stomach acid and that I didn't have uh, the quality of digestive enzymes. My pancreas just wasn't producing enough digestive enzymes. And because I was eating all of these fibrous foods and many nutrients are stored in the fiber, if you're not chewing them thoroughly enough, or if your digestion is slow, you can really start to miss out on some of those nutrients. So we find out that my iron is bottom out, my B12 is non-existent, and my doctor prescribes vitamin B shots. This is a combination of various uh, B12 and other B vitamins. And on a daily basis, my husband gave me a shot in my booty so that I could have enough B vitamins in my system. And honestly, I went from feeling completely horrible to being more of a normal functioning pregnant person. And so with without B12, you eventually start to feel like you're dying for real. It's the worst feeling. And at the same time, I was starting to lose muscle tone. I went from being a really strong, uh, well-built person to kind of a little bit more soft, softer. And I didn't have the definition in my muscles that I had previously had. Another problem I noticed at this time was that I was always cold, and this was possibly due to a failing thyroid at the time. And so these were some of the red flags that had popped up for me around this time. Uh, these nutrient deficiencies that I had let get really out of hand. And so there are certain tests that you definitely uh, could think about doing if you want to follow the raw food diet. I do believe the raw food diet is a great place to start if you are someone who needs to detox or do like a healing kind of cleanse. It, it really was good for us for a time, but we just took it too far. I really personally don't believe that for us, raw veganism was something that we needed to do long term. At most a few months probably would have been sufficient and then we could have added back in some cooked foods and also some moderate amounts of meat. But at the time, these red flags just didn't really um, I'd register as red flags. Well, one of the really biggest ones that I overlooked was that uh, one of the pioneers of the raw food mo movement, uh, a Russian author, had started doing basically green smoothies. That's what she ate for the most part all day long. They had lost a lot of weight in their family. They had corrected a lot of health problems, but she had to invent this jaw exerciser because she was drinking so many green smoothies that she wasn't chewing enough to keep her jaw muscles active. And so when I found that out, I, I really felt like I should have connected it in my mind that this you don't need an exercise tool for your mouth. You just need to chew your foods instead of drinking them all. And so that was one of the red flags that I definitely overlooked. Some people managed to stay on the raw food diet for years without recognizing any problems, but that definitely doesn't mean that they don't have these problems. A lot of times the symptoms, nutrient deficiencies, 
mimic detox symptoms. And many people have problems and issues and they just tough it out. And another thing to consider if you are following a raw vegan diet is that some foods actually are better for you when they're cooked, such as tomatoes, which have more lycopene after being cooked. Or for example, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, mustard greens, Brussels sprouts. These types of cruciferous vegetables actually have a compound in them uh, that is known as a goitrogen, and they are simply naturally occurring compounds that can possibly block thyroid function and lead to uh, thyroid issues. So people with already weakened thyroid function or those who have a propensity to have thyroid disorders can actually worsen the ability of their thyroid to produce the important hormones that their body needs, like human growth hormone or just progesterone. Um, All of the types of hormones that your body needs. And there's a system. And starting at the top, when you have a breakdown, the breakdown just trickles down throughout your body's systems until you end up with some of these health challenges. Another red flag that I want to mention is that if you are a all or nothing type personality, if you like are very legalistic in your uh, lifestyle, then following a raw vegan diet can definitely be risky because if you fully are on board with something, you may not be able to, um, you know, see when you actually do need some of these other types of foods in your lifestyle. So through this journey, I really found that it was a, a huge learning experience, even though sometimes life's lessons are very painful. The winners in life are those of us who can look at each situation with an expectation that they can make it work or they can make it better. That's something that Barbara Pletcher has said. And, you know, if you approach a healthy lifestyle with a more balanced and a a moderate approach, then you know that the healthier way would be to incorporate the raw food approach, but to still include fermented vegetables, fish, and, you know, some, maybe possibly even some raw dairy, or to include quality, high quality meats in moderation, or even some sprouted grains and sourdough bread. But this is basically the story of how I went from eating a standard American diet to transitioning to being a vegetarian uh, and then actually becoming a raw vegan. And then in part two of this series, which will be um, the next podcast episode that comes out, I'm going to talk about how what the next food that I incorporated into my diet was and why and how all of that came about, and what I learned from that experience. And then uh, I will be continuing to tell this story. And I hope that you will go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can uh, share your story with me, because I would like to know if you followed a raw vegan diet, how it worked out for you. If you're still following, is it still working for you? And how long have you been doing it? And like I said, I just want to reiterate that this is certainly not at all meant to uh, put down the raw vegan lifestyle. I just want to warn people uh, that there are certain things that you need to monitor and how to proceed with that lifestyle as, you know, with caution. 
And so this is something that you could talk to your doctor about, like what types of nutrient deficiencies could possibly crop up if I follow a raw vegan diet. And, you know, if your doctor is aware that you are following this type of diet, then they can help you stay on top of this. And maybe you won't have to experience some of these painful lessons that I went through. So make sure you subscribe and make sure you come back for the next episode so we can continue discussing how um, people transition through these different phases of eating styles in their lifetime. And if you're listening and you have a question or if you have an experience with the raw food detox diet, please comment below because I am looking for other people to share their experiences. And um, maybe you could even be a part of this podcast or you can share your experience um, on my blog, which is thatorganicmom.com. So I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.